0: I'm Kate and I'm Jesse and you're listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. <laughs> Let's do this. Any tips for maintaining a positive mindset around that?
1: Yeah, if if you can, close your computer and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> I love that.
2: Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews. And I'm Jesse Wyman. Welcome back
0: to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation, episode 30. If you're enjoying this
2: podcast, why not leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening? We would really love to hear what you think. For today's episode, we're going to talk about how our mindset impacts our content creation, which I'm very excited to learn about since lately I've been finding it a bit harder to get out of my own way and get stuff created. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's how all of us feel during the summer sometimes. Uh, but first, let us take care of important matters of business. What are you drinking, Jesse? So I am
0: drinking water at the moment, but I'm going to be switching over later today to uh, some rosé. I picked up a bottle the other night. It's not the boxed variety that, you know, I was on a,
2: you, uh, uh, like during a the winter ago,
0: a winter box kick, um, but it's just as good. It' feel nice like good
2: work. a year ago though. Yeah. Yeah. So um, now that we're in the middle of August, a rosé sounds absolutely mm-hmm. delicious, yes. I have to say. And, um, Oh, that was what I drank all through Paris was rosé and champagne.
0: Yeah. And it's pretty. So, you know, pretty it's, pre- it's pretty. it's Instagrammable. It's Instagrammable. Exactly.
2: So. <laughs> and it sounds pretty, too. Rosé. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of going to another French thing, although I know she doesn't pronounce her name in the French way. Emily Giroux is a freelance writer turned strategic communications consultant. She's a founding member of of a digital communications company that helps visionary business owners put action behind their ideas to produce legendary impact. We wanna welcome Emily Giroux, founding member of Leg- Legendary Ideas Group. Emily believes content creation should be fun and she brings that mindset to work with her every day. And all we can say to that is amen. So Emily, thanks so much for joining us.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: Yeah, we're excited so, for you guys, for you to be here.
2: Yes. So as as you know, this is Cocktails and Content Creation, so we have to get the important business out of the way, which is, what are you drinking?
1: I am drinking some black coffee because it is early in the morning. That's I'm right. I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. So it's 8 30. Oh my goodness. And so I have, yeah. So, so I have my coffee right now. But if it were a little late in, later in the day, I might have my red wine. But for now,
2: red wine. Always probably in the same mug, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just rinse it out and then pour it in the red wine. <laughs> okay, what oh. are you guys drinking?
2: Uh, it's still it's pretty early for us it's 11 it's almost eleven thirty here so I'm actually drinking some tea mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. I'm drinking water but later I will be enjoying some uh rosé that will be my thing because mm. it's Ooh, all right it's a little bit it's it's hot and you know yeah like a little
1: something with the chill yeah I think I'm gonna have to start switching a cold wine too
0: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah in Arizona I'm surprised you're not cold wine all year round
2: yeah.
1: Does it ever get cold there? Um,
2: is 60 cold to you? No, 60 is almost a beach day. Yeah,
1: yes. <laughs> 60. If it's 60, I'm wearing my winter jacket. So it's cold. Oh. <laughs> I think it's relative. I would
2: say. Yes, I would agree. Well, all right. Now that we've established what we're drinking, uh, tell us a little bit about your journey and uh, what it is that you do.
1: Sure. Well, you said it already. I, I'm Emily. I'm the creative director at Legendary Ideas Group. Um, I started out as a content writer. So um, actually, it was kind of a funny story how I got into that. I um, Oh, sorry. I have a I have a little dog barking in the background. No worries. So that's OK. <laughs> um, yeah. So I actually went to college for education And I started my career as a teacher. And I quickly learned that it just wasn't for me. Um, it, you know, I think that teaching is a very noble profession, but for me, I've always been a creator, I've always been a communicator, and I've always loved to write. So, um, As I started to realize that wasn't for me, I was thinking a lot, meditating a lot, and and just kind of ruminating on what, what actually is my passion, you know, what am I meant to use this creativity for, and it came to me suddenly, like in the middle of the night, that I should be a writer, that that not everybody can put pen to paper and, and communicate ideas really clearly and create content in that way. And um, I never considered it before. I had no idea what a content writer did. I didn't even know that it was a career. But the next day I woke up and um, I wrote a blog post for, for a business owner that I knew and sent it into her and said, hey, could you feature this on, on your blog? And she got back to me right away and said, oh, my God, I just started um, digital marketing agency. And I'm looking to bring somebody on to to help with writing. So um, I started working with her the next day. And uh, together, it was just me and her at first. And together, we started a Legendary Ideas group. And so now we've grown to a team of about 25 remote work individuals. Everybody's a freelancer who kind of does their own thing. But we all come together for our clients. And I'm no longer a content writer. Now I consult with clients and, and get an idea of what they're messaging is and help to pull those ideas through for them and then i work with my team of writers uh, to find the best fit and then create really a unique copy and and also design for their needs and for their businesses so i'm really i'm really just blessed long story short i i had an idea one night now i'm here so
2: that's how many amazing. years over when when was this idea two two. <laughs>
1: Well, the way you're talking test. about
2: it,
0: two from two two years from idea to connecting with this woman to now
1: you guys partnering a team into this 25. venture and twenty five. Yes, yeah, it's been it's been a crazy
2: whirlwind. That's it's been amazing. really amazing. That is congratulations. Yeah, what a success story right there. Wow. Ooh, and man, just to have an idea, who do you guys
0: um, work with? Like, who are your typical clients?
1: So we work across industries um, and we prefer to work with people who are just really visionary business owners. So all of our clients are people that have a lot of energy, a lot of creative ideas and not a lot of time. And so we really step in to be that middle person between taking their ideas and turning it into an actual opportunity in their business. So I'm really blessed to work across so many different industries and, and be able to cultivate a knowledge of everything from like pet care to finance to law to beauty like we run the gamut and it's it's definitely a mental exercise every day to 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 keep up with all these things but I love it I'm a Gemini so I don't know if you guys are into into that stuff like astrology and things but I'm a Leo Oh, okay. See, that makes sense, Kate. No wonder and you have a f- podcast. <laughs> and,
2: and, and my, my daughter's a Gemini, actually, and I'm starting to see the dual personalities. She's only two, but I'm starting yeah. to see those dual personalities coming out. Well, her.
1: we like to do a lot of different things, so it's nice for a Gemini to, to be in a career like this that's creative and can jump between
2: well, right now all, she's all, more all these like, different fields. She's more like one of those Sour Patch Kids. You oh, 1st they're you know? sour,
1: then they're sweet. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I actually
0: really like Sour Patch Kids. I'm a Libra. So I personally like everything in balance. Um, yeah. And that's maybe why I do like it because the 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 sour and then the sweet, it balances, that, balances <laughs> it out. But yeah, no, I like things in balance. I can't make decisions. It's like terrible. Libra and that's like where
2: a, I come in. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm the one who's like, all right, we're going to do this. Yeah. Kate's, yeah. The, Kate's the boss. Kate's no, the boss. I totally believe in And I'm married to a Scorpio. So little mm. a, little a little different. That's a little different. <laughs> <laughs> just a bit, but we, we, we do okay. And then we have a, this Gemini child. So, um, so, you know, you said, you you know, you, you love creating content. This podcast is devoted to creating content and that's mm-hmm. because both of us, you know, Jesse and I are content creators. We love what we do, but sometimes when you pull your, you know, take your passion and you turn it into full j- time job, you lose that feeling of joy. Yeah. How, you know, you sound so joyful. You know, you've done so much in just 2 years. How do you continue to to keep that joy in your business? How do you how can you control your mindset so that you can keep on con- you know creating content?
1: Right. So I think it's, it's important first and foremost to realize that you're not going to feel joyful all the time and you're not going to feel creative all the time. So it can be, be, it's, it's always wonderful and always exciting to be in a creative career, but it can be difficult because, um, it's not like a job where you sit down and and answer emails and, and plug in data. Like you really need to feel in flow. And so I found that the secret is trusting how you feel. And if you don't feel so creative that day, choosing tasks that don't require that much brain power from you and just really working with, okay, I woke up, I feel joyful. I feel good. I'm going to bang out all this content, um, it, stay ahead of my deadlines, you know, work in this flow. And today I feel tired. So I'm just going to handle what I can and, and, uh, and save the rest for tomorrow. And trusting that that creativity is, is going to come back because it does, it always does. I can relate like, like, to yeah.
0: that a lot. Um, especially like almost on, on, a, on a micro scale day to day. I know there's certain times of the day where I'm more in my like analytical mindset. Yeah. So that's usually in the yeah. morning when I'm like at my brightest. And if I need mm-hmm. to do some hard, what's called hard thinking tasks, then I will do that in the morning. But if I'm editing photos, that is like pretty much mindless work. And so at the end of the day, when I'm tired, and I don't want to think very hard, but I still have some juice left, I'm going to edit my photos, usually towards the end of the day to wrap it up.
1: Yeah, I definitely resonate with that too. I'm a morning person as well. I love to do things like this early in the morning that require a lot of energy for me. I like to do all my writing early. And then I save some of those, um, those tasks like client communication and reviewing work and revising work for later in the day. And a lot of the writers that I work with are complete opposites. So I'll have people that come in and do like they they review client calls and read documents like early in the morning. And then in the afternoon, they like to create and, and put together social media posts and blogs and website copy. And so I think it's just knowing yourself and trusting how you feel and and really Mm -hmm. respecting and honoring that and not pushing yourself too hard because at the end of the day, your creativity is, is your money you know, as -hmm, as a creator, right? So if you push yourself to the point where, you know, you're feeling tired, you're feeling exhausted, and you're pushing yourself through, that's not sustainable long term. And so that's where you see people kind of start to burn out. So I found that, you know, it's a lot having having done both things, having really pushed myself hard and having trusted myself, um, it's really worthwhile to kind of work with with your energy and and respect where you're at, because it keeps you going long term. and, And that's what that's what's really needed. That's what's really important.
2: So, so many times we hear from people, you know, know your clients, know your audience. It, it, to say to also know yourself, it's refreshing and yet so important to your process.
1: Well, right. I mean, you can't show up for your clients if, if you're not feeling good. There, there's just no way. And I think that when you're authentically being yourself and authentically living uh, according to your energy and your creativity, your clients connect with that because everybody just wants to connect with another human being who gets them. Like that's it. And mm-hmm. so if you're not connected with yourself, it's very hard to make authentic connections with
2: other people as well.
1: So while it's important to know your audience, if we're talking about protecting your creativity, you've got, you got to take care of yourself first. Mm.
2: Self-care.
1: Heck they- yeah.
0: Are there any tips that, um, you know, I'm really big into like streamlining and processes and everything that uh, like kind of gets you in a position to where you minimize stress or you are able to just save time and for me that allows space to mm-hmm. be more um, creative in my own business, you know, if I'm not in the weeds per se, but I don't know if you have any thoughts on you know processes or um, systems that you've put in place. I mean, it seems mm. like you've built a team, you've got help, um, or and or you now allow your team to take on some of the creative writing, so you can think about the big picture strategy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any um, any insights that you have regarding some of the back end, like the business day to day that sometimes brings takes the joy out of running a business.
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that time blocking those tasks that set, put you in a reactive mode is, is really important. And what I mean by that is there are certain things that uh, you do in a day that can switch your mood uh, outside of your control. So a really prime example of that, that I think everyone can relate to is checking your email. Um, You never know what's going to come in from a potential new lead or an existing client that could change the course of how you're feeling for that day. And so um, what I found really early on when we started to scale is that I was spending hours and hours in my email and in our team communication channel on Slack, just answering people, answering my writer's questions, answering my client's questions, like getting back to edits and I'd get to the end of the day and I'd gotten literally nothing done and I was so drained. So it's really changed the game for me is I have a block of time where I take care of my creative tasks before I check my email. And when I go into my email, I try to get through it as fast as possible. If there's anything that's going to take me more than five minutes to respond to, I create a separate task for myself to come back later. Um, And then the rest I I just kind of go through in my email. And then same thing for my team too. I collaborate with other writers and other designers. um, And it's just not efficient to anyone's creativity to be going back and forth all day. So we've set up office hours where we connect during the day. So we have an hour in the morning and an hour in the after noon where we talk about projects. And then the rest of the time, we all have the mental time and space to focus on our work. And so I think that that would be the most important thing to protecting your creativity as a business owner is really setting boundaries around those tasks that have the potential to shift your energy and shift your mood and kind of take over your day.
2: I love everything that you've kind of implemented at Legendary, but we all have days where you have, there's something you have to get done. And sometimes it's something creative and you're just not feeling it, but you've got a deadline. Do you have tips for people who are kind of in that, in that situation where like, they've got something they've got to create and it's just not coming to them?
1: Yeah. So, um, my hack for that, and I'm not sure if it works for everyone, but it works really well for me is I'll set a timer and write like, I won't hit backspace. I won't go back and read it because when you're not feeling creative, you can kind of trip yourself up and rewrite the same sentence for an hour. Right. So I set a timer for 30 minutes and I just write and I, you know, I don't let myself look back. And I go as fast as I can to get through the whole thing. And then I stop, I take a break, and then I come back and edit and revise it because it's much easier to work on something that's already established than sitting there staring at a blank screen. So that's that's what I recommend to all my writers and and what I do myself when I'm working on creative projects, because you're right, like there's deadlines to hit, there's a business to run. So you do sometimes have to just bite the bullet and do it. And um, I find that giving yourself a parameter of time and the freedom to create and without the pressure of it being awesome, and then the time to go back and make it awesome, um, really, 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 really,
2: really helps. It's kind of funny. Have you ever heard of Tracy Otsuko? No. So I've recently been listening to a lot of what she has to say because she's um, she her, what her story is is that she has ADHD. Mm-hmm. and one of her big things is you know she she does these courses for women specifically with ADHD and one of the things she says is you know if you have a task and you're having problems focusing on it set a timer heck yeah exactly what you just said and that's been super helpful for me since i because i do have ADHD and that's been super helpful so i love hearing that that that's just for anybody that anybody can do that because it's true like once i set that timer I really get into the groove and it's it mm-hmm. can be hard. It can be hard, but totally worth it. Yeah, totally. totally. It.
1: I really need, I live and die by my timers. Um, so there might be something yeah. to that. <laughs> now do you, so
2: do you just set now, now that we, now we're getting into it. Do you just set like a regular timer on your phone? Or I know there's like a ton of apps that have like, you know, fancy timers. What do you, <gasps>
1: um, I, I set a timer on my computer or on my oh, phone. okay. You know, I, I, yeah. don't, I don't have my fancy apps. I basically set my timer for however much time I think them. I can handle. I mean, I track my time using an app called Toggle, but it, it doesn't oh, yeah. like alert me when I've hit like a, a certain time limit. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, actually, I, I tend to hyper focus on tasks. And so yeah. if I'm in a state where I'm not creative, and I don't have a timer going, I can spend hours on something that should take me 30 minutes. So yes. that's, that's where the timers also really play a big role for me. So if I'm like this task, really, there's no reason for me to take more than 10 minutes doing this. I have to set a timer. Otherwise, I, I'm I lose total way. track of
2: time. I'm the yeah. same way. Thank goodness. I love hearing. <laughs> You're other not people. the only one. <laughs>
0: I I am not a writer. I I actually Kate writes my blog posts for me. I am not mm-hmm. a writer. I, I well, I'm just terrible with grammar and spelling okay. and all those technical things, but mm-hmm. I find that I have a, a lot of difficulty organizing my thoughts. So that is my biggest challenge is like I know like the idea I want but organizing, I guess the story I want to tell can be very challenging and it can kind of put me in like a bad mood sometimes. I'm like, oh, I just can't get this right. Totally. So I guess when you're in the creative process, like how can a business owner or a writer or creative maintain a positive mindset when they like turn around, they've, they've dumped their initial draft and then they come back to it and they're like, oh my gosh, like this is not like, it's not working. How any tips for maintaining a positive mindset around that?
1: Yeah. If if you can, close your computer and walk away.
2: <laughs> I feel like... Been there, done that.
1: <laughs> I mean... It actually makes me sad when business owners have this awesome, these awesome ideas. Like I'll get on calls with people, um, just like you, Jesse, who have these awesome ideas and spit it all out. And may- maybe it's not in the right order, but it makes sense. And somebody else can come in and put it in the right order, no problem. And then they get to the end of their idea and they're like, "I'm so sorry, that did not make any sense." I'm like, "Girl, no, <laughs> that was a great idea." So I feel like your job is to. You know, whether you're a business owner or creative, get your idea on paper when you're feeling good and then come back to it when you're feeling good and turn it into something. But but once you start looking at it as oh, this isn't good enough. Yeah. It's not productive to work on it in that mindset. Now, if you have to. Um, one thing, you know, I often have to, you, even if I'm feeling like, Hey, this isn't working. I, you know, I'm a big fan of graphic organizers and it doesn't have to be anything crazy that you find on the internet. And you're like, Oh, I found this on Pinterest. I have to put it in this like vision board format. Um, there, there's a pretty standard story format. Like, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Carl Jung's archetypes. Yeah. Um, so, so there's a, there's a narrative flow that underlies the human consciousness, right? And, mm-hmm. and you could choose from any of these different creative ones, but my favorite is the hero's journey, right? So there's the main character, they receive a call to action. They go through a journey with a guide where they have some kind of challenge that they have to overcome so that they can win the day and avoid a bad outcome. So I will sometimes literally list that out, like, and usually the main character is the client, right? Almost mm-hmm. all the time. So I literally list that out. So I'm like, client's. A uh, call to action, guide journey, uh, challenge, positive outcome, uh, negative ending that they avoid, and then I'll take my idea and kind of try to organize it into that structure. So that makes it really easy, um, especially if you're coming from a free write and trying to structure it into an email, into a social media post, even into into websites. If you if you notice, um, if you look at one of the websites that you really really like it does kind of follow that narrative arc, um, with you as the main character, like some, not like Superman or something, but (laughs) I hope that makes sense. No, for for me, that's what I like to do.
0: No, it totally makes sense. Well, I, what's interesting is the first solution you did, I actually had to do the other day I, I literally mm-hmm. like was like this isn't working and I, I think I had probably spent like a couple hours on this this idea and I just had to to walk away I think I went and like took a walk around our lake or something and that actually does help because you you it's almost like forcing me to clear my mind and so I, I it's funny that you mentioned that because I before I feel like I would just keep working and working yeah. and working yeah. and then like maybe come to a solution eventually but it was after like probably hours of unnecessary stress and like frustration
2: yeah so. well, yeah I, I mean as a society we're kind of told you got to push through it you just got to keep going and push through and and there isn't that kind of um re- you know a ability to kind of just step back and be like you know what let me think about this in a different way or let me not think about this for a little bit and come back to it. You yeah. don't get that chance.
1: No. And, and it can be scary to know that you have a deadline to meet and mm-hmm. decide this is not productive. So I'm going to take a step back from this. Um, but it's, it's worth it because if you think about how much time you can waste spinning out about an idea that you think isn't working, it's just not efficient. You probably won't meet your deadline anyway. So you you got to give yourself the opportunity to either switch to another task that needs to get done that you feel more positive about, or just go Mm -hmm. for a walk and come back to it uh, with a more clear head. Because... Ideas have a lot of potential to be really, really good or really, really bad. And that's true for every single idea. And it really depends on how you approach it and the mindset that you take with the task. So it's important to take care of that first and foremost.
0: Actually, I have a question on that last statement you said. Okay, so this is not on our list of questions that we gave you. But I'm curious, you know, at what point, you know, do you have to almost say this is a bad idea? (laughs) Like you're I just, or maybe you have to like mold it into a better solution. I don't know if you have, I know that wasn't on our list of questions. And that's sure certainly not you,
2: thinking positively, Jessie. It's not, it's not, but
0: maybe, maybe it is shifting it to, to like see what pieces of the idea are good or, you know, cause then again, if you're waste, if you're, if you're investing time on an idea that just isn't a good idea, then it does nobody a service, right?
1: Mm. Well, I think you hit on it. it. It's this idea of service to somebody. You know, maybe you're creating something purely out of service to yourself. That's fine. But then the red flag would be, I'm not enjoying this. So it's probably not a good idea. So if I'm not enjoying this, okay, is somebody going to enjoy this? Is somebody going to benefit from it? If the people that I'm trying to help with my idea are not going to benefit from it, then it's probably not a good idea.
0: So with your client and your client work, when do you have situations where you kind of have to mold the the initial idea they come to you with and, you know, like mold it into something that mm-hmm. is going to work? Because there's got to be times where, I mean, yes. even I have <laughs> had experienced clients where I'm like, eh, like, you know, oh, let's take a picture in front of this thing. And I'm like, oh, that's not, mm-hmm. you think it's going to look good, but I know it's not going to look good because that's where my expertise lies. So I I imagine there's situations in your world as well, where you've got this idea, this client has an idea and you're like. You got to kind of reframe it maybe for them.
1: Yes, that certainly does come up. Um, but I find, and maybe you found this too, um, photographing clients that there's usually something salvageable about any idea. So if if my clients come up with an idea that's really out there, one of my favorite things to ask is what makes you excited about this idea and why is right now the right time to do it? And then who are you trying to help? And usually from that conversation, uh, we arrive at a place where we get to the root of what makes them excited about the idea. And then from that place, I I can make some suggestions to make it a little bit more effective. And um, I'm sure you know, designers and photographers kind of experience the same thing. Oh, you want to take a picture over there? You know, what do you hope it will look like? Okay, well then why don't you try standing like this? Or maybe you move a little to the right because the sunlight is good. You know, it's it's taking people, it's honoring people's initial creative thought and, and finding, trying your best to focus on what's good about it and enhance what's good about it.
2: I love that. That is I, yeah. such a great way to think Again, so positive. I wish mm-hmm. I could like, be as positive as you are. Um, you know, this is also not something that we had originally planned to ask you, but um, I was intrigued by how you've kind of come up with some ways to help your coworkers um, with their, you know, with their time. Mm-hmm. How can employers work to implement similar tactics, like what Legendary Ideas Group has done, to inspire a positive mindset and creativity in, in their employees?
1: Hmm. I think it really comes down to to paying attention to what people are passionate about, asking mm-hmm. what they're passionate about, and giving them the opportunity to use that in the, in their day-to-day work and removing any obstacles that you're putting in the way of them being able to do that. So a couple of the biggest obstacles that I find are process inefficiencies so they're not getting the information that they need mm-hmm. or um communication inefficiencies so they're not getting the information that they need. So scaling it back a little bit, knowing what they're passionate about, giving them the opportunity to do that by putting the right processes in place so that they don't have to worry about all of the extra admin stuff and and overhead and trying to figure out what the heck you meant in your project brief um, so that they really can focus on, on doing their best work. And you know, it's a lot of trial and error. Everybody works different. Um, new challenges come up all the time. You can think that you're providing the perfect details for somebody to nail a project and you find that you left something out that you would never think of. So it comes down to really having the processes in place that support your team and and also having the human connection and the ability to pivot when you need to. So, um, it's an art, it's definitely an art and it it comes from really just listening to your people and, and doing your best.
2: That is so important. I feel like a lot of people don't take the time to listen to either their clients or their employee employees. So that's you guys are doing a good job over there. Thank you. (laughs) Well,
1: it it can be hard because if you're in the weeds yourself and you're Mm -hmm. not feeling creative or feeling positive, it's really easy to take team member questions or client complaints as as personal and react to them and get really mad at your team and get really mad at your clients and really in a funk. Um, And that's kind of where I think we make a mistake. So having a positive attitude is is really important. And for me, I just enjoy connecting with people. So I, I try really hard to look at every team member question as an opportunity and I try really hard to look at client complaints as an opportunity too, because it is. You know, there's always something there that you can take and use to grow and improve. And I really think that that's been the secret to us growing so fast over these past few years, because we don't take challenges as like, okay, well that's it, we're we're done. Our team stinks, and and everything is hard, and we're closing our computers and working at Wendy's. Like, I, you know, it's it's really every day taking everything as an opportunity to learn and grow together, and people appreciate that and want to be part of a, of a company that does that. And so whatever you can do to protect your mindset so that you can grow your company is, is really what you need to be doing.
2: Oh, very insightful. i I found this conversation super great. So do you have a mantra or anything that you say, do you repeat yourself to keep this positivity going?
1: so many things i <laughs> so many things i actually start my day by by writing out um all of the things that i'm looking forward to that day so like i i, well, love, I love
2: that, yeah, I, love so that idea. I have a
1: little journal at my desk and before i open my computer i write down like i love working with my team i'm so excited to hear my clients amazing ideas so th- so those mantras are new every single day and they put me in a positive mindset but i would say um to answer your question, the biggest one for me is run the day or the day runs you. Oh, so, so anytime okay. I start to feel really reactive or really negative, I just take a deep breath and I'm like, okay, well, how am I going to run this day? Because otherwise it's true. The day kind of hijacks you and then it gets away from you a little bit. So that's I need my- that one. I need that like plastered to my
0: wall. Everywhere. Yeah. Lots me, of sticky. <laughs>
2: Jesse actually has an office. I am sitting in my closet. Jesse actually has an it's office where much, she puts stuff not, up on the wall. Yeah. I mean, what the, that? Ble- that wall is pretty blank. I've got stuff over here, but um,
0: my room is not much bigger than a closet. It basically was a closet until we started working from my husband is downstairs in the, in the, in the office office. Now, yeah. But still
2: put that up on the wall, Jesse. I know
1: yeah. You funny. know, get a sticky note, Kate, put it in your closet.
2: Yep. <laughs> it's okay. I open it every day anyways. So. <laughs> Emily, it's been amazing talking with you. Your positivity is just radiating off of the computer screen towards oh us. Goodness. And we really appreciate it. I know I've lately had some, you know, creative roadblocks. So Same. I really appreciated hearing Same. it. So where can people find out more about you and, you know, Legendary? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so you know, go to legendaryideasgroup.com. Um, we have a lot of free resources available to help with content creation and, and small business ownership. Um, so it's a great place to start. And uh, you can click pretty much any button on the site and schedule a call with me. We could chat anytime about your creative ideas.
2: That's amazing. I see so anybody is having you know the same kind of roadblocks we've been experiencing. you can talk about them with Emily and maybe have a breakthrough.
1: Yeah, let's have a breakthrough together and then I'll help you write your content to get it. All I ready feel to go. like
2: I've had a breakthrough with this episode. So Emily, thank you so much. Yes, thank you. It's been like a therapy session. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> thank, you, thank
1: you both so much. It's It's been a pleasure to be here. I appreciate it.
2: Okay, so that was a really enlightening episode. I, well,
0: like it was a therapy session.
2: Yes. Yes, and it's funny because after you know what what people didn't hear is afterwards I asked her I'm like do you have any experience in psychology and she's like well I was trained in early education
0: yeah which oh that makes such a sense. valuable skill to have
2: never thought of that as being I mean that is the foundations it is right? it is which just shows to show you we're not paying our teachers nearly enough. But that's a no. whole other
0: topic. <laughs> other topic. Other topic. Other um, topic. So for me, one of
2: the biggest things
0: that resonated um, with me was her mantra at the end of our conversation, yes. run the day or the day runs you. And so many times yeah. I feel so frazzled by the end of the yeah. day because it just... I I struggle maintaining boundaries at mm-hmm. certain times, even though I've been much better at keeping them. There's days where it just all goes to crap, let's say. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I loved having that. So I am planning on actually, I have like sticky notes all over my desk. I'm going to add that to my sticky note on my computer.
2: I, you know, I really ag- agree with you. That was I mean, there were so many great nuggets within that interview, but that really helped especially, I mean, I hate to keep bringing it back to like the whole mom situation, but for me trying to be a mom Mm -hmm. and be present for my child. And at the same time, you know, run my own business. Like I was telling you at the um, beginning of our recording before we even got on the other day, Ariel um, threw up in the car, the poor little Mm -hmm. thing. And it was like right at the beginning of the day. And, you know, it kind of changed a lot of the rest of the day because she wasn't quite in a great mood after that, which of course didn't put me in a great mood. Did I get anything done? Nada. Right. Nothing. Um, But I I guess
0: switching your mindset, maybe, you know, through that, through that incident
2: and realizing it's okay. And that's definitely something I've had to learn. Like, I mean, I feel like I, I, When I was a TV producer and you have a bad guest or which I'm not going to name names on that, but you have a bad guest or you have a bad interview or whatever, it can completely ruin a show. Um, But sometimes you just got to kind of reframe the the interview, uh, reframe the whole show. And I think that that definitely applies to real life as well. And that's that's as I said, that was the real takeaway for me as well. Time blocking, too. It's so funny that she should she should talk about that when I've really been trying to work on figuring out how to schedule my days, not just let it go loosey goosey.
0: Yeah, um, well, I, I actually had heard that um, you shouldn't be checking your email all throughout the day, and she kind <laughs> of she she kind of resonated, or she she spoke about that in, in her time blocking, you know, discussion, and I that is something I am terrible with i'll just be Mm -hmm. on my phone check my email then i'll switch to instagram check the instagram then i'll switch back to my email and i'll check it again like i just checked it in a minute ago and how knowing that certain emails might not be the ones you want to hear or might require further um communication or effort on your end and making a a practice to set time aside to actually mentally prepare for those conversations. And that Definitely. communication exchange um, can be key. So I never really thought about it like that. So I'm really going to work on how often I check emails and yeah, strategically
2: when I do that. Especially since I have OCD about having, and I'm not using that term lately. I really do. I, I, I hate uh, um, Alex had his email Gmail up the other day and it said that he had 22,000 emails that he hadn't opened. And I was just like, I could feel my heart pounding in my chest. I hate that. I hate having a ton of emails like, open, you know, not open. So I think I've just got to like close the tab out, you know, turn the uh, notifications off on my phone, unless it's like super important emails that I really have to take care of, you know, working on that. The other thing I loved Is you know, this this podcast is called content creation. So we're assuming our listeners are of a creative vein. Um, But giving yourself permission to not always feel like creating, I think, was an important um, Mm -hmm. takeaway. Uh, And the other thing I am definitely going to start doing is writing down what I'm looking forward to every single day. I used to, I tried keeping like a gratitude journal where every night I was writing down like three things I was grateful for, but most times, and I started doing this like right after I had REL, so usually I was just absolutely exhausted. So how long did I keep that up for? Less than a week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So maybe if I do it right at the beginning of the day. Yep, time that might be yeah blocking and that setting, might be yeah. much much more helpful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> (laughs) well this is a great conversation i feel so much more energized we hope that you do too and thank you so much for listening to cocktails and content creation make sure to join our facebook group cocktails and content creation community and leave us a comment about what you want us to talk about you can follow us on instagram at cocktails and content creation and we'd love it if you'd leave us a review on apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening and you can email us we'd love to hear what you have to think over there at cocktails and content creation at gmail.com i'm kate andrews and you can follow me on instagram at fashionably kate and co
0: and i'm jessie wyman you can follow me on instagram at jessie wyman photos or you can follow me at the brand photographer method if you're interested in learning more about brand photography make sure to tune in next time for another great episode of cocktails and content creation and until then cheers to your next cocktail and happy
2: content creating Thank mm. you.